For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. It's always good to be home. And now you're in my home. I'm Rosie, and this is Rosie on the House. Come on in. We're throwing the doors wide open. Jennifer's got two big old pots of fresh coffee brewed up. Come in, pour yourself a cup of coffee, sit down, and let's talk about your house, your home, or your castle. 30-year Saturday morning tradition for Arizona homeowners is Rosie on the house. I'm a licensed remodeling contractor, been remodeling here in the Phoenix metro area, basically since the mid-70s, uh, but I've also done remodels in Flagstaff, uh, Ehrenberg. Now, there aren't many licensed contractors that can say they did a remodel in Ehrenberg. We've remodeled in Tucson and all over the White Mountain area. So we've covered the state with our experience of fixing the Arizona homes. So if you have a project in and about around your house, home, castle, or cabin, this would be a great opportunity for you to get over to the phone. Like I say, pour yourself a cup of coffee, set yourself down in a comfortable chair, turn the radio softly. When you get on air with us, you'll have to turn your radio off so we don't get feedback. You call us at our toll-free number, 1-888-767-4348. That's one 888 Rosie for you. one 767 Let me put my 50 years of Arizona home building and home remodeling experience to work for you and help you, guide you through a project that you're trying to do yourself. I'll, I'll give you tips and tricks of the trade and name the tools you're supposed to use and how to use them to make your project look as good as if you paid a big old expensive contractor like me to come in and do the work for you. Now, maybe you don't want to do the work, and that's a funny thing about the evolution of this show. When I started the show 30 years ago, I really thought that I was going to be coming on air and coaching people on how to do things around their house that they were trying to do themselves. I was going to be their do-it-yourself coach. Well, it didn't take long for me to realize that people would call and they'd have this question and I'd coach them about halfway through the question on how to fix it and they'd interrupt me on air and they'd say, oh, wait, wait, well, Rosie, can you just tell me somebody to come over here and fix it for me? <laughs> so we, we started giving out contractors' names of people that we had been using for 20 years. And I'd say, yeah, call Larry at this number, call John at this number, call Susan at this number, and let them know we talked on air and, you know, that you're a friend of Rosie's and they'll come over and take care of it for you. Well, out of that became a website that is now the number one contractor referral network in all of Arizona. So if you want to try and get something done, not only can I help you 
because I'm kind of a hands-on guy uh, when the guys let me out on the jobs, which is less and less often. But when I get out on the jobs, uh, I yes, I do own a tool belt. Yes, I do own a truck full of tools. I can help you work through that project. But again, if it, all it is is you want a referral for somebody to do it, we've remodeled all over Arizona. We have certified contractors, Rosie certified contractors in Yavapai County, in Coconino County. And many of you that own second homes up there are, are becoming some of their best customers because you, you've come to learn what level of service you'll get from a Rosie certified contractor. So you want that same level of service up at your second home around Prescott, Prescott Valley, Quad City areas, Munns Park, Flagstaff, Kachina Park. And you've learned to rely on us and we'll do what we can to get you the right person. So in all of that, the show that started 30 years ago, the website that followed that, I always thought it'd be great to produce a Rosie certified homeowner calendar. But it wasn't until my son Romy came alongside of me and joined me in the show, which is now 15 years ago, that he came along and helped me put together this calendar. We give anyone who asks a free calendar. We've just got 40,000 of them off the press for 2020. They're going, they are flying out the door, but there are still some. If you'd like one, just reach out to us. We'll mail it to you. And in, in the January page of this Rosie on the House calendar, it tells you what we're going to be covering in the program. On January 4th, we covered helpful storage ideas for your holiday decor. We followed that the following week with a discussion about radon detection. It's one of the most odorless, uh, uh, invisible uh, killers that we find inside our homes all across the great U.S. of A. But it is highly prevalent in Arizona because it originally, uh, it originates from decomposing granite, which is a great majority of the Arizona soil. So we covered that, how, how to detect. And it's cheap, it's easy how to detect if your home is suffering from radon suffocation. It's very dangerous, dangerous and very lethal. No reason to be scared. You just go back to our podcast and listen to it. It's easy to buy a kit, get it tested, and one way or another, find out if you have a problem or not. And if you do, we have specialists that help you can take care of it. The week after that, we talked about water heater maintenance and care. And today we're talking about how to fix up that drywall damage. You know, did you have guests, grandkids, or wild nieces and nephews, or maybe it was your own children? Maybe it was your spouse that uh, opened a door too aggressively or ran running down the hall, created a little drywall damage. Maybe bringing in that big screen TV that Santa Claus delivered. Jennifer, getting, is he talking about you? By getting chance? it mounted oh, on Gary. the Gary. What? 
well, you know, I, I've never known you to get to a you know, rough house or anything in the house, but, you know, things happen. Yeah, a lot of secrets get by yeah. on air. Well, today, you know, we, we're just going to cover for a few minutes tips on patching that drywall, and that'll happen in the 10 o'clock hour. In the 9 o'clock hour today, we're talking about other hazardous material. Maybe you're considering getting a remodel done at your home. Well, baby, let me just grab your ear and your heart for a couple minutes. Because when you place that first phone call to whoever you're thinking about hiring, you should be able to tell right from the first phone call if you've got the right candidate on the phone or not. They need to be asking you, What's the vintage of your home? When was your home built? We licensed contractors are bound by law. If your home was built, I, I, I stretch it up all the way up to about the middle 80s. If your home was built in 19 mid 80s, 85, 86 or earlier, we're going to do a lead and asbestos test. Okay. People think asbestos is outlawed. Asbestos isn't outlawed. There are still products that it is perfectly acceptable to use. And we need to know about that before we get in and disturbing all of the products that are in your home. So we're going to talk today in this hour just about lead and asbestos testing. Again, if your home was built prior to the 80s, mid 80s, you shouldn't touch the home yourself and you shouldn't have a remodeler touch your home until you've done some testing for lead and asbestos so you can adequately determine whether or not it's an issue you need to be concerned with. And if you get the test done and it determines, uh, okay, let me ask you this. How, if your home was built in the 70s, how many layers of paint do you think are on your doors and your casing and your jams and your window sashes? I, I would venture to say we could find as many as five or six layers of paint. Who's to say that bottom layer of paint, that first layer of paint, isn't lead-based? Now, it's perfectly safe encased by five other layers of acrylic paint until you start taking things apart and creating dust or paint flake, flakes or chips that are getting down to the core level. Well, one of the ways we test for that is we actually x-ray the material. X-ray beams can't penetrate lead. So we know instantly with x-ray testing equipment, whether or not the bottom layer contains lead or not. And if it does, we take a whole different level of precaution when we demo your house or when we demo that room that we're going to work on. There are lead testing kits that you can buy and test yourself at hardware stores just for 10 or 15 bucks. But does it get through the three or four, or five layers of paint. Yeah, it tells you if the, the surface you're testing is lead right there. 
but will actually go in deeper to do the real test to find out are you going to get there once you start tearing the house apart. So lead and asbestos questioning should be in your first phone call. Now, you want to know who your first phone call should be if you're looking for a new vehicle? That's, that's as easy as falling out of the bed. It's Sanderson Ford in Glendale. Right now, they have 2019s that they're ready for you to take home. They've got 2019 edges. They're going to give you a $6,000 rebate and 0% interest for five years. They've got escapes, 2019 escapes. They're going to give you $4,500 rebate and 0% for five years. They've got an expedition that they're going to give you a $9,000 rebate and 0% for six years on a new 2019. That's at Sanderson Ford. Come on, y'all. Get real. You want an honest buying experience for a new car or used car? Get to Sanderson. I tell you what, I'll tell you this right now. I'm not going back to Las Vegas until I talk to somebody about where you can get a good meal in that town. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Holy cow. My God. I've been there. Well, you know, Las Vegas is not one of my preferred destinations. I have to come clean on that. Call me a prude. Call me whatever you want. Uh, Usually, if I have to go there for a convention, I stay way south of town at a place called uh, Green Valley uh, Resort. And it's out of town, off the strip and all that. But uh, I tell you, I'm, we were there for the Junior National Rodeos for our granddaughter to participate. We were there, just there for the KBiz show, uh, international show, which fills the convention center. And I'm going to talk about that in the 10 o'clock hour. Convention center is 3.2 million square feet. 3.2 million. It's the largest convention center in the world. And they fill it wall-to-wall, with over 600 exhibitors. And you think, well, how can 600 exhibitors fill 3.2 million square feet? Jennifer, how big was the Kohler plumbing fixture display? Probably as big as my house. It was, it was twice as big as your house, oh. honey. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it felt pretty roomy. It was five to 6,000 square feet, just the Kohler faucets. Just, and Delta faucets was right next to them, and they had another five or 6,000 square feet. It's really a pretty impressive show. And, and, you got, and as a builder and a remodeler, you got to go uh, periodically and just take a look at the new things that are rolling out. But uh, I tell you what, in the couple visits we've had at Las Vegas in the last six weeks, uh, we have not had one good meal. Well, I have to say... The Envy Steakhouse was pretty darn good. Right next to the convention mm-hmm. center. Which uh, was unusual. Uh, but a lot of the problem was we were eating with the masses. I mean, trying the logistics of trying to feed that many people. Uh, you know, they, we had we had press passes. And when you say the best meal of the day was the free meal you got at the press room <laughs> buffet. <laughs> and it tried, was free. <laughs> we tried all levels. And it just seemed like you had to pay a whole lot of money talking about like $100 a plate to get a really good meal. But just to have a regular whatever, anyway. it was really hard. So y'all have 
uh, dining tips for us in Las Vegas. Email it to us. I don't know. We have we have no return trip back. But boy, I'd sure like to have a couple names of a couple places. And, and let's emphasize Cajun food because uh, the few times I've been to Vegas, and the only reason I go is to see the Beatles Love Show because I it, it, okay the best thing in town. I'll see it five times. I've already seen it three times. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't really know any place to get Cajun food down there. Uh, well, we we have not tried. That, that wasn't anything we looked for. So, but I mean, I I would have been happy just with a decent salmon fillet. I mean, uh, Jennifer had a bowl of shrimp one night. You couldn't even eat it. It was horrible. Anyway, that's enough rant. Was on it that. shrimp? <laughs> was it actual? It, shrimp? It was just it was shrimp cooked beyond where it tasted like shrimp. <laughs> we're here to we're here to talk. We got off on Las Vegas with one of Romy Rosie's. I won't blame Romy for that. Well, he's not even here. One of Rosie's bunny trails. Yes, that uh, really wouldn't be fair. <laughs> because Jennifer and I were just at the kitchen uh, and uh, bath in industrial show. Like I say, it, it fills the convention center. I don't think it fills 3.2 million square feet. There's a lot of that. That's just storage. But it's well over a million and a half square feet, over 600 vendors. It, it brings 100,000 plus people to Las Vegas for a four-day event. And uh, when I come back, our phones at the office are completely jammed with people now in 2020 want to start that next remodeling job. And they want to know how, how soon can we get out there to give them an estimate. So I'm using the start of this year to kind of give everybody a little education on how to elect, how to decide how to go forward with that project you're trying to tackle. In the last segment, I was telling you, you can tell if you've got the right candidate on the phone just by the questions they ask you on the, before they even get to your house. We need to know when your house was built. And today we're covering the reason why. Uh, we were using asbestos in residential construction really all the way up into the 90s in limited, in limited applications. Asbestos is, is still legal to use in some applications. But if we're getting ready to tear apart a piece of your house, the asbestos is perfectly safe sitting there in the ceiling popcorn texture or in the drywall tape or as the mastic to your vinyl floor, or in your vinyl floor. The asbestos is perfectly safe sitting there, undisturbed. But as soon as we disturb it and create friable components of asbestos that can be breathed in, you don't want to live in your house. You need to evacuate the home and let us get in there and completely abate the asbestos you have to have the room, the whole house, then certified it's asbestos-free even before I can put my carpenters and drywallers and painters and cabinet makers back out into your house. So we won't let you back in either. So if you're considering a remodeling project here at the start of 2020, and January is always one of the busiest months, people put it off through the holidays and they say, I'll call in January. And baby, I got some statistics to share with you. If you got a project in mind, you ain't the only one, Chad. I'll tell you that right now for sure. Right here at Rosie on the House. Give us a ring and get online during the break at one 767 4348 
So Gary, do you drive all the way to Las Vegas just for the Beatles show? Or do you wait till you have something else oh, to oh do? Oh yeah, there? I love driving uh, to Vegas because oh. I'll have my own car. Don't have to rent anything too. And I always like stopping at Hoover Dam. I still haven't taken the tour. And there's also a hiking trail. I think it's called the Railroad it's cool. Trail. It's that, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it gives me something more to do. But um, we just, got we got busted. Oh no! Yeah, okay. Jennifer. Jennifer wanted to uh, see the dam. Oh, okay. And, and so we pulled off, and there's a security check. You know. Mm-hmm. You know the first question they ask you. Uh, are you from here? Or? No. Mm. Are you carrying a firearm? Oh, wow. I'm glad and, you told me that. And I'm I'm remote enough in my truck, hmm. often enough, that I do, in fact, carry a sidearm mm-hmm. in my truck. So the guy sticks his head in our window and says, are you carrying a firearm? And Jennifer's driving. And she says, no. And I say yes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Bing. <laughs> <laughs> a light goes off. She did not know I had it in the truck. So we did not get to tour Hoover Dam. So the next time we go, I I will go armless and we will get a tour. But there is a great trail there. There's several great trails yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely so, too. But an incredible structure, that's for sure. Uh we're talking about home remodeling. Uh the way you can tell if you're interviewing the right candidate or not. And one of the ways is the way they question you about your home and whether you may or may not have asbestos or lead. But trust me, folks, you don't want to expose yourself or your kids or your family to lead or asbestos during the remodeling process. And if, if they're not, by law, they have to be testing. And if they're not even talking about it, then chances are they may not even be pulling a permit. And you know what? There's hardly anything that you can do that doesn't require a permit. So if they just blow off the permitting process, you don't have the right candidate at your home. All right. Let's go to a couple of folks that have been lining up, waiting to get on on the show. Let me help them answer their questions. There's an open line now. You can ring in my wife, sweet Jennifer, will pick you up, get your name, determine your question, and we'll do everything we can to get you the answer you're looking for. It's a toll-free number wherever you're listening to us in Arizona. Call toll-free, 1-888-767-4348, just like Kim in Mesa. Good morning, Kim. Hi. How are you this fine morning? I I am good. How are you? I love your show, by the way. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. We try we try to make it lovable. <laughs> it sure is. Good. Anyway, I, my question is: you were talking about friable. I have a hard time understanding that. I had a water leak, and it leaked into the bedroom next to my kitchen. And what happened was, um, when the insurance came out and they pulled up the carpet, they saw the tile had water seeped under it. And they tested it. They tested my drywall. It it did not have asbestos in it, but the tile, the glue did. But they they said it's not friable, even when they're pulling it up. They are going to do an abatement, but I had two different um, contractors come out. The one said I could stay in here, and they didn't even have to do the abatement because it's non-friable. 
friable and it wouldn't do any harm. So that is my question. How do you know if they tested it? had, I think it was 2%, the asbestos was like 2%? Yeah. Well, if if you want a definition of friable, just open your clothes dryer and pull out the vent and all that lint. It's friable. It's it can be airborne. It's dust. It 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 will float through the air. That's what they mean by friable. Now this glue that's holding down the tile at your home, that's holding down a vinyl tile or a ceramic tile? It's vinyl. Yeah. The old is vinyl. Yeah. Yes. So it's a it's a black glue and it dries hard. It will chip and it will break. But it would take dynamite to create a friable piece of asbestos in that glue. You understand the difference? So, yes. You can't, so would you he, can't would inhale he... a chip unless you get down on the ground. You know, a chip isn't going to bounce off the ground and come up to head level where you can inhale it. Um, but I would tell you to always err on the side of protection. Let them go in and abate it. I don't know how big an area it is, but I'm sure it's a, a, a laundry room, or I think you mentioned leak. They can abate that in the morning. Y'all, y'all go ahead and take a staycation and get out of there for a couple of days and let them certify it clean before you get back in. Okay, and if we're going to carpet, if we're going to just replace carpet in some of the areas of the home and not pull that tile up, it would be safe to leave that tile then? You, you, yes. That, in that's the ca- other areas? That's, okay. That's called Perfect. encapsulation. And, you know, one of the most and, – and, and you're capturing where the, the asbestos where it can never get up and circulate in the air. One of the most dangerous places asbestos is located is in that popcorn ceiling. Now, uh, what vintage home do you have? When was it built? In 76. Yeah. Yeah, we we uh, we quit using that asbestos glue in in the early '80s, uh, but you're not exposed to anything in particular. But again, Kim, play it safe. T- t- take a little Arizona staycation, let them get it cleaned out, and then then come back into the home. Oh, perfect! Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. So Kim's question about friable really is the the. The, the big question. So I hope I made that clear. Friable uh, turns down into it, it dust lint type, something you can get airborne, something that you can inhale. That's where asbestos becomes dangerous when you inhale it, not necessarily to your skin per se. And I can remember when uh, asbestosis became a big deal in the 70s and 80s, and we would do a home remodel. We literally had to move everybody. If we were just going to take asbestos out of one room, we had to move everybody off of the property. We had to tent the entire home. We had to have, uh, we used a company back then called Arizona Boiler. They would come in with their asbestos abatement team, all dressed in laboratory white suits, breathing apparatuses, setting up asbestos showers, going in and coming out of the home. Uh, We had to post notices in the neighborhood what we were doing. People were spending $30,000, dollars $50,000 to abate their homes 
The material all went in special bags that got hauled out to a special dump in the far west side of town and were theoretically properly disposed of. Now, the one thing about asbestosis is they have checked the lungs of people that work in asbestos mines. And an interesting component is they were only minusculely more liable to contract asbestosis than someone that didn't work in the mine unless they smoked cigarettes. And if they were a smoker working in the asbestos mine, their probability of contacting asbestosis was exponentially higher. So it was kind of a, it was kind of really, in my opinion, it was an over-litigious reaction in the 70s and 80s based on what was happening in certain schools around the country. And it fell on the burden of many homeowners to pay this huge price of abatement. Well, now, sometime in the late 80s, early 90s, the EPA came out and said, oh, you know what? You can remove the asbestos yourself. And we actually have someone online that wants to talk about that. But before we go to Mark, let's see if we can talk to Hosea, who'd like to talk about an older cabin built in the 30s. Oh, I'm, I'm going to turn this into a Rosie do-it-yourself project. I'm going to go help him on this one. Good morning, Hosea. Good morning, Rosie. How you doing today? Good. Well, I was listening to the previous lady, and when she said that um, she had black glue and all that down there, I was like, holy cow, I just ripped the whole floor <laughs> out with that stuff. And uh, when when she was, because I was kind of confused about the fryable stuff also, yeah. and then when you explained it, you had to have a stick of dynamite. Well, I took a heat gun to it to try to, to tear it up yeah. or get it off. It didn't work. I tried sanding it. I tried uh, chemicals. Everything finally ended up just cutting it and chiseling and hammering it all the way out. Yeah, that's there's really... there's an, an existing wood floor underneath that I would like to get all that off oh. and just expose the floor again. There you go. Well, but there there the are... now is, how do I get all that black stuff off? Well, there are, there are chemicals that will thoroughly remove it. As a matter of fact, uh, we just started a remodel on a home right in the historic district, north side of town, about 11th Avenue and Northern. And we missed it. We did asbestos and lead testing at the house. And when we pulled the carpet and pulled the carpet pad, uh, there was sheet vinyl down. No worries. Then we pulled the sheet vinyl, and it was the old vinyl stick tile. Well, that vinyl stick tile was adhered by asbestos. But we there are chemicals that will dissolve that black glue. Now, I'm not too familiar with using it on a wood floor, but I'll get your name and your number. Jennifer will pull that information from you, and uh, he'll, we'll, we'll get you the actual name of the product. It's, you're going to have to go to a flooring wholesaler. I don't think it's anything that's commercially available through the retail outlets, but we'll get you the name of that product and uh, get you down to where you can strip it down to re-expose that 1930s original wood floor. Oh, sounds pretty already. I'm liking that. Yeah. Beautiful cabin. All right, so let's see. We've got Mark on hold as well. Let's see if we can go to Mark in Phoenix. That opens the line for you if you'd like to talk. Uh, We're talking asbestos and lead in particular right now, but we're talking anything 
that has to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin. Good morning, Mark. He's listening on the radio. And hey, now, Mark, are you there? And now he's running to the phone. Yeah. He, he just heard it. Right now, but we're talking anything. We, we may have to come back tomorrow. Yeah, I, th- I think that's He's good apparently idea. set the phone down. That lets me go to another email. We got a text that came in that we're getting a lot this time of year. We are flooded with this inquiry every single January, and it's by people who live can with you, heat pumps. Can you tell Mark? <laughs> it's, it, 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 I'm, I'm going to give you a clue, okay? When it comes to heat pumps— they shouldn't be called heat pump. They should be called kind of warm air pump, moderately warm air pump. They should not be called a heat pump. And they can't do what most of you want them to do on these cold, wet mornings. You get up shivering, you go in the shower shivering, and you come out shivering. Because your home is serviced by a kind of warm pump. I'm going to give you more details on that right after this short break. Doing all we can to try and put a smile on your Arizona homeowner face. Right here this morning at my house, Rosie's house. Thank you for joining us. Let me get back to my short little explanation on heat pumps, and then I'm going to bring Mark into the conversation. He wants to know if he can remove a particular product from his home himself that may have asbestos in it. And I'll get to Mark right after this. We were talking about heat pumps. We're flooded with these inquiries every January, when it's particularly when it's wet outside, cold and wet. The way a heat pump works, and they, they actually make very good summer air conditioners, they find heat and they move it away from where you want it. So in the middle of the summer, they find heat in the middle of your house and shoot it outside. Well, in the winter, they reverse and they find all the heat they can outside and shoot it inside your house. Well, you know what? When it's in the mid-30s and it rained last night and it's cold and wet outside, that heat pump is having a really hard time finding anything warm outside to send into your house. That's why a heat pump, in my mind, should be called a kind of warm pump. The hottest air it can produce is 92 degrees. So when you put your hand up to the register, it's cooler than your body temperature. And you're thinking, this thing isn't working. And what's the first thing you do? You go down the hall and you get to that thermostat and you crank that baby up from 74 to 80. And a few minutes later, you go back to the register and you put your hand up to that air and it's still blowing 92 degree air at the max, at the absolute max. That's as hot as it is. Unless your installer put a heat strip resistor in the air handler. And you would know that because then heating your house would cost you just as much as air conditioning your house. We've almost quit using those things, but we did install them a lot through the 80s and 90s. So if you have a heat pump, set it at the temperature you want your home. 
no matter what temperature it is outside and leave it alone. It will warm your house to 72 or 74 and it'll hold it there. But baby, don't get up in the morning and think you want to warm up the bathroom before you jump in the shower because that heat pump just isn't going to do that. You will need a gas furnace for that. A gas furnace, when you turn it on, will produce air coming out of the register at above 110 degrees, as warm as 130 or 140 degrees. And baby, that feels good. I mean, you turn that gas pack unit to 78 and go sit in your favorite kitchen chair sipping a hot cup of coffee with that warm 110-degree air just blowing across your back when it's 30 degrees outside. I mean, it makes you just want to go jump in your shower. But a heat pump can't do it. No, the heat pump is not broken. Put a thermostat in the register and just verify it's producing air somewhere close to 90 degrees. And if it is, it's working as good as it can work. All right, let's get to Mark real quick, who called in with a question pertinent to the topic of the hour. Good morning, Mark. Have we got you this time, buddy? Good morning, Rosie. Is this better? Hey, perfect. What are you up to? Well, I was riding along in my car, and I heard your subject, and I said, I've got the project. Okay. And I wanted to know if if uh, it's allowable that I can I... I have asbestos in my condominium, the old two-bedroom uh, two apartment that was converted, and it's got linoleum on the floor in the kitchen and in the living room, and I understand it has asbestos in it. Okay. Can I remove small sections of that myself and, and keep it protected and stuff to... Uh, or do I have to have it abated by a company? Okay, Mark, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna take your microphone down, and I want you to just buckle your seatbelt and listen to me really, really close. If you were in a freestanding home, I would say, Mark, go ahead. You can tackle it yourself. There's plenty of information on the website, uh, on the internet machine, on how to safely abate asbestos yourself, and you can. That is legal. But you complicated things when you said it's a condominium. And any of your neighbors that know there's asbestos involved, um, I'm telling you, for the little area you need abated, for their protection and for your protection that they don't go crazy on you, I would pay to have it professionally abated that way no one could ever contest with you whether you did it by the rule of the law or not the fact it's a condominium in my mind complicates the issue you are legally allowed to remove it yourself proceed with caution the fact you're in a condo i'd have it done by a pro then you never have to worry about any neighbors coming and causing you or the HOA some kind of uproar. And baby, I'm in an HOA deal right now with somebody that's got moisture and mold problems. 
we're having a knockdown dragout with the HOA. Maybe I'm just a little currently too sensitive about the issue. I don't know. 